Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking week 13-1-3 in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Bill Needles. I am here, and I am fantastic. Thank you, sir. Oh, good to have you, Billy. Uh, and rounding out the trifecta, as always, Craig Needles. How the hell are you, Craig? I'm really good. Uh, my yeah. team keeps winning football games. So that's fun. I yeah. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Just another... Oh, the Lions. We, we, we can get into the Lions when, when, when we get to their game. We don't have to get into that now, even though I've had like 10, almost a week to, to, to just stew in my juices about that one. Good Lord. A um, couple updates for you. Unfortunately, we were eliminated from Survivor. We lost, uh, it was Tennessee and, and uh, Minnesota last week for our, uh, we basically had, had that as a coin flip and we guessed wrong. Uh, Tennessee won and uh, Minnesota, unfortunately. You know, Bill, um, in all the hype and all the euphoria, we forgot to check whether or not it was it was actually just Josh Dobbs taking snaps for the for the Vikings under center. Just don't know how he missed that. It was that was a rough one to watch. Yeah, it was, it was a bad one. Man, it, I... it was an, an ugly performance, and and we'll talk about. Oh, actually, Minnesota was unbiased. So we'll maybe discuss it. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that now. It looks like you're going to get, obviously. If you had said to if you said to a Vikings fan the day Kirk Cousins got hurt, mm-hmm. going two and two in the next four, I think everyone takes it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, right? It's about how, like. It's about how it went down. Where you get, yeah. 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 Yeah, the four turnovers. And, and, but here's the thing. The Vikings are still very much alive in the NFC playoff picture. Here. That's very correct. much alive. Aren't they yeah, like, like the they, fifth they, seed right now? Or are they still the sixth seed? No, the yeah. fifth seed's Seattle. Yeah, it might be the sixth either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're alive in this thing. If you look at the teams behind them, one of those teams is going to win the NFC South. I don't have to worry about one, somebody. And the other teams are like Green Bay, and we'll talk about this, but I'm not sold on Green Bay. Plus, I think they're I think they're going to lose by a bunch this week. Like it just you, you look at it and you're like, okay, this maybe this team is uh, even though they lost that game against Chicago, they might still be in decent shape. Which is why you might make the quarterback change. We'll see what they do. Yeah, a lot of talk about Hall this week for the for the Minnesota Vikings. Who do you want to see under center uh, next week, Billy? I I think it's got to be Dobbs. Still, I, I don't think you can quit yet. Um, he, he's looked good enough where you can't pull him at one terrible game. But if you see another one of those, I, I think you got to think about it. Good. Gotta, Here's the Dobbs yeah. argument. To me, this the Dobbs argument is, is very simple, and it's this. Let's see it with Jefferson. Yeah, I was just going to say the exact same Let's thing. see it. Proceed. Like, yeah. he's going to be out there next week. Let's see how it goes with him out there. Yeah, that's, how does a running quarterback doctor. look with, uh, with uh, Jefferson drawing linebackers and safeties to right. stretch the field, right? Like, yeah. 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 Let's, just, let's just see what happens when Jefferson's out there, how it goes. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the Dobbs arc. Uh, update on the 32 challenge. Uh, I forgot to do this last week because we had our first entry uh, in week 12. Uh, we I had uh, I officially went into week 12 last week with an 0 and 1 record. Uh, I had the Houston Texans under five and a half wins for the season. They went ahead and uh, won enough games that uh, I was uh, wrong about that in uh, in week 12. So good for them. Uh, uh, but bounce back a little bit in week or, uh, during week 12, um, officially two and one now in the 32 challenge, uh, as, uh, both Cincinnati and the Carolina Panthers under 
win totals clicked in in uh, week 13. Cincinnati, I thought, would be a little bit more of a sweat. I remember they still had the high line of like 11 and a half when we knew that Burrow was going to be hurt. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and take that under. And uh, felt like we were going to get there at some point in the season based on how they started before Burrow got fully healthy after that, after September. Um, just kind of not how I wanted it to go down with Burrow also shattering his throwing wrist. Uh, so that sucked. Uh, but it is what it is. We cashed it in and we're, we're, we're moving on. So yeah, two and one as of week 13 right now in the uh, 32 challenge. Um, as for the three of us, and our sorry excuse uh, for, for picking football games. Uh, terrible week by us. Terrible week. One and three. Um, I got saved by Buffalo, who should have covered. Uh, or, sorry, who, who I get, who sort of deserved to cover. But, like, man, what what a devastating, devastating loss. And we, we, we can... Uh, we'll talk about that. But, yeah, they're missing... Should, they're on bye, like, too. We should like... talk about the Bills right now. Let's talk about the Bills right now, because they're on yeah. bye week. So like... they're, they're missing kicks. And, and look, I, I know that it was like a hard, you know, set of circumstances to kick in. But Jake Elliott's out here drilling 59 yarders. Yeah. Wet 59 yarders, too. Like, that was uh, that was a gross one. When they were lining up for that, I was, like, laughing. I was giggling to myself, going, no shot with the rain coming down, right? Yeah. And then, man, did he ever, Nailed. like. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't like a finesse kick either, too. He was just, it was pure muscle, right? Like, cause like the the ball like knuckled a lot too, and it did like a hard slice, right? He was just like, I have to boot this as hard as I can with about seventy percent accuracy on this. Like, he was definitely like, I'm sacrificing accuracy for power on this one. So, and, and yeah, but he, he he made it. It was a big kick, and then uh, man, I I again the. Josh Allen, who they, they they literally changed the rules of overtime because of this guy. Hmm. And he's still 0-5. It's or 0-6 now, I think. It's, Six, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Well, and can we talk about Sean McDermott? Because if the Bills don't make the playoff, Sean McDermott's going to lose his job, right? I think so, yeah. Unless yeah, unless you the, the plead for just kind of a no effing way season with the with the way the, yeah. The but I, I will say this though, out, right? when Sean McDermott is burning timeouts to ice a kicker in a rainstorm, yes, the, the, the twenty and seconds then thing, he would have had twenty seconds and two timeouts if he hadn't have done that. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, we could get down there and maybe have a kick or at least a shot at something. And you're yeah. like, you have you have a quarterback with Josh Allen's arm, and you're kneeling things out at the end of regulation. I'm not on board with that. And and who Sorry. would know better? Who would who would know better? about what you can do with 20 seconds than the Buffalo Bills, right? Like, because they've seen what team do it with 17 seconds, for God's sake, right? Like, Which, I, th- that's 17 seconds, and I know that Bills fans don't want to hear this, and it, I, I hope it doesn't go this way. I really hope that Josh Allen plays in the Super Bowl at some point, because Josh Allen's a really fun football player. Mm-hmm. That 17 seconds might wind up defining this era of Bills football, because you yeah, need it to stop. It's, yeah, it, it, it was just... Grow it, it it was such a gross backbreaking thing, right? The the, the seventeen seconds it's gonna live like that phrase will live in infamy, right? Because it, it, it's just man, like who who doesn't get that done? But it was the exact same scenario. The 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 Chiefs had seventeen seconds and two timeouts, and they got it into field goal range. The Bills had an extra three seconds, and they didn't even attempt it. And and as Craig said, he burned one of those timeouts uh, doing uh, doing the ice the kicker nonsense, which has just been vehemently. 
proved to be not really a thing, right? Icing the kick. Mike Shanahan made it work once because he was the first person ever tried it. And yeah. the day Mike Shanahan tried it, it worked. Because yeah. Sebastian Janikowski made that first kick and it didn't count. And then he missed the second one and the Broncos won the game. And ever since then, icing the kicker has been a thing that people do because it worked out one time. I, I, th- now, I, I, I can vaguely remember it working other times, but it's few. Oh, like, when did when did Mike Shanahan oh, do that? Back in, like, 2007? Uh, it was earlier than that. It was Even it was earlier like, than that. Yeah, yeah. I, so I we're, going on 20, like, we're going on 20 years of icing the kicker, and it's worked, like, yeah. I don't know, th- th- two, three times tops, right? Like, well, the Shanahan family is innovative when it comes to NFL coaching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, and here's the thing. It, it, it does work. Um, but there's been times where it's gone the other way too, where he ice the kicker and he shanks the first one, then he makes the second one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just feel as though, unless it's the, like, unless you know, it's the last play of the game, I don't understand it. Cause there, are, or maybe you have three timeouts and there's not a lot, whatever it is. But like in that situation, you have to be thinking to yourself, if he makes this, I'm going to wish I had this timeout. Yeah. So why am I burning it from some weirdo superstition thing? Not only know? that, but the rain was doing your job for you there, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It, it, like, oh, it was, it was just, and, and yeah, it was, it was bad. That was, that was a very poor coaching decision. Again, from a yeah. team who should you're know a fan exactly of the 49ers, what you can do with. Yeah. If you're a fan of the 49ers and you're a fan of the Lions or if you're a fan of, well, really yeah. those are the only, yeah. Uh, you're you're pretty annoyed by how that went down, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, very Cowboys, annoyed. Cow- yeah, Cowboys. Well, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but those are the three big. Even though you know, I, I think the Lions kind of took themselves out of the whole one seat there with their performance on uh, uh, Thanksgiving. But um, yeah, just just. Yeah, bad. I will say this just about bad. the one seat and teams with bad. I'll say this about the one seat in the NFC and teams with bad losses. Uh, the Cowboys lost to Arizona. The Eagles lost to the Jets. The 49ers. Yeah, the Eagles lost to the Jets is pretty bad. The, the fact that the Eagles lost to the Jets is pretty funny. And, you know, the 49ers, who are the losses against? Cleveland, Minnesota, and who else is in that streak? Oh. When they lost three. Uh, Either way. Yeah. Either way, not the Titans of the league, is what I would say. So everyone who's in this thing has some losses that they wish they could have back, is what I'll say. Yeah, the Bills thing. So, yeah, the, the Bills covered the, the Chargers. It, it was a bad week. Craig was 0-5. Bill had the best record at 3-1-1. or Sorry, 1-3-1. I was 1-4. It was bad. We had a lot of we, – we, we had a lot of rotten luck. It was rotten luck combined with just some, some terrible picks. <laughs> so that's not a recipe for success. Yeah, we weren't helping ourselves. No, but here we are. We don't. We never shy away, and we're we're not one of those. Uh, I I don't like us being one of those podcasts that only you know talks about when when we we come through. But no, like we we had a bad week. It was a bad week. It, it was a public week too. Like the public basically, uh, like Vegas said they took a bath, I th- and I think they thought they were going to have a bi- a big ass week week twelve because the Lions out, out the gate on Thanksgiving blow every teaser. That was on the board for the entire the entire weekend of football, and like so, Green Bay coming through was about as good as it could get for Vegas, and then the rest of the way, pretty much every favorite covered. So that was bad, bad, bad news for the uh, bad, bad news for Vegas when when that when the favorites co- uh, come together uh, with that regularity. 
But here we stand. It's That's week 12. We're moving on. Uh, we're going to wash ourselves of week 12, and we're moving on to week 13. And first up, we've got the Seattle Seahawks heading into Seattle to take on the Cowboys. Both of these teams uh, with a full week of rest, so there's no short rest for this 13. They both played last Thursday. The Dallas Cowboys are currently laying nine. This opened up at Dallas minus eight and a half, uh, and it's moved a little bit towards the nine. Uh, my thoughts, I basically have two, yeah, two, two and a half-ish thoughts on this game. One, I like the Cowboys, even though we're not getting the best of the number. I'm still laying the nine with the Cowboys. If it gets to 10, I'm going to come in on the Seahawks, and uh, I'm just going to keep it rolling with the primetime unders in this game. Billy, what do you think? Cowboys land nine. Yeah, I, I I think I can trust the Cowboys on this. I, I never liked the high lines, but the Cowboys have just been crushing people. It's not necessarily a short week, but it's a primetime game. They've been doing a lot of damage in those as well this year. Um, I, I think it's the Cowboys. I have not much faith in the Seahawks. I think they're an average team, but the Cowboys have just looked great. So give me the boys. Uh, what about you, Craig? Uh, Cowboys currently laying nine against the Seahawks. Well, when I was looking like at Kenneth Walker's going to play in this game. Right, and that's important. When I was looking at lines this week, my first thought was, uh, nine, eight and a half, whatever it is, that's too much for a Thursday. But then I corrected myself and realized, this is the Thursday each year where you don't have to think about that. Because mm-hmm. these two teams, no one here is playing on four days rest. These two teams both played this past Thursday. So I'm going to take the Cowboys minus the points. I just think they'll... Uh, they're, they're, they're going to light it up. And I think this Cowboy defense is going gonna, is gonna to be a problem for Geno Smith. And uh, we've seen more, you know, mid-level play from Geno Smith than we have high-level yes. play from Geno Smith this season. Geno Smith I think that had much... one good game, and it was against the Detroit Lions in week two. So that was yeah. two and a half months ago that Geno Smith yeah, had a Yeah, it's really been a little bit. And, and, and he looked legitimately bad at home against the 49ers. Like, mm. And look, that's a good defense, of course. That's a good defense. But the team that he's going on the road to face this week, also pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bland setting the record for pick sixes in a season with, 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 yep. at the end of that. Uh, that was a great pick six, too, because that, that pushed it to the over for me. So, I'll, uh, so for forever, because, you know, they're going to run that highlight for forever and ever of Bland breaking the pick six record on uh, – uh, on, on Thursday, on on the thir- on the Thanksgiving, right? So that's going to go down. You know, anytime they do like, you know, greatest t- like top ten greatest Thanksgiving moments in NFL history, it's going to be like number five. Bland breaks yep. the, the the pick six record. I'm going to be like, ha, that pushed it to the over for old Matt Pierce in that game. So that'll that'll be fun to remember. And number uh, one is always the same: the famous Randy Moss line, three catches, 163 yards. Yeah, three that or the yeah. butt fumble, depending on the type yeah. of list they're making. Right. right? right. But, yeah. but true, yeah. Randy Moss, all time favorite. Yeah, three for 163, three scores. <laughs> I always remember that one clip. I think it's the second one because like. Randy caught the ball. Two things I remember about that game. Uh, like, Randy Moss, just take a trip down memory lane. The, the, I think the second touchdown was, like, the one bomb touchdown. And there's footage of uh, Randall Cunningham in the, in the like, he goes under center. And then he stands up and he goes, wait a minute, seriously? And then, like, literally laughs as he's snapping this ball. Because I think they had, like, like uh, it was an elderly Deion Sanders. It was Randy Moss on single coverage and the safety had come down or something. And he's like, yeah. oh. Like, yeah. Like, the Cowboys' plan was, we're going to single Randy Moss with Deion Sanders. See how that goes. And at that point in their lives, it just yeah. was not an athletic 
competition between those two. No, it, yeah, but like, yeah, I just remember him going under center, standing up there going, seriously? Laughing, snapping the ball, three-step drop bomb, touchdown, right? Like, it was, he didn't even have to think about it. And then the, 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 yep. the, the third touchdown when he's running down the sideline, that is the only touchdown where I've ever seen uh, two guys literally have the angle on Randy Moss to push them out of bounds, and he somehow, like, ran so fast that they didn't get get like like it's an inexplicable touchdown where i'm just like wow right it's so good anyway uh moving on to the sunday night or uh sunday afternoon games uh this is gonna be one of my five your boys craig the denver broncos head into houston to take on the texans and the texans are given the hook it's minus three and a half um now the Denver Broncos have had, obviously, I, I had a terrible read on that Cleveland game. Now, I didn't think P.J. Walker would necessarily have been a part of that. But still, even if even if that was a full game of DTR, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure yep. they were, I was destined to get that cover. Um, the Denver Broncos are a little bit, they, they've turned it around tremendously. The defense, despite the fact it's still like 32nd in DVOA or whatever the frack, but that's, again, completely They're skewed. 12th last month. Yeah. Um, the, the defense is, yeah, the defense has completely turned it around. They're a great middle of the pack team. I think the offense is getting a little too much credit right now because of the short fields they've been getting. And during this little winning streak, they have been turnover merchants. Uh, that said, I do think the turnover luck will come back to haunt them eventually, Craig. Uh, but this ain't going to be the week for it. The Denver Broncos are one of my five. What say you? Uh, I, I love Denver this week. Uh, I think they covered this. Uh, I, I think that you're you're getting extra, uh, maybe even a full point here. Look, we all are, are are having fun with CJ Stroud, fun to watch, but at some point, like this is still a pretty young team with a pretty young defense, um, and and Tank Dell is a little bit banged up. It looks like he's going to play, but still, uh, I I just think that you, you're you're going to want to be on Denver's side of this one. Yeah. Um, and I sure am. They're one of my five. Billy, what do you think? Texans laying uh, three and a half. Give them the hook. Yeah, I'm with you on the Broncos. I, I think when it comes to – if there's one thing that's predictable, it's good defenses are intimidating for rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I know this guy's looked a little bit different than most rookie quarterbacks, but I still think that Broncos defense is going to be able to give him some looks he doesn't understand, uh, and that's going to create turnovers. So I'll take the Broncos. All right, so clean sweep on the Broncos. Uh, next up, we got the Los Angeles Chargers heading to New England to take on the Patriots. The Los Angeles Chargers are laying six on the road in New England to one of Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. We have no idea. Um, this game, you guys, is our first ever go-fuck-yourself game of the week because you have... The Patriots team that, while still playing very good defense, I mean, they only gave up 10 points and lost a game last week, and the only touchdown drive was off of a pick six that ended up at the 14. So at no point did uh, Tommy DeVito, my boy, Tommy D, uh, did, did he actually drive down the field against this Patriots team. And then you have the Los Angeles Chargers, a team that should never, ever, ever in a million years be giving six on the road. Um, yet here they are. These are two teams that I cannot quit. If you have the stomach for this game, you're taking the New England Patriots. If you have the stomach, this is probably the hold your nose play of the week is the, is the Patriots. Um, I specifically do not have the stomach. (laughs) Yeah. That said, 
I would like the three of us to swear a blood oath that we're not going to bet any money on this game. Because I don't think it's enough that we that we say that we're just not going to bet, especially for me, because I will be tempted. I, I, I honestly think we should draw blood and, and, and make a pact that we're not going to bet on this football game. Because, my God in heaven, Billy, what do you think? Chargers lane six on the road! You don't even look at the team. It doesn't matter that it that it's freaking system buster flipping. Yep, I will take oh. any that I do not watch this game. <clears throat> oh, uh, <laughs> it, it is absolutely uh, the page. Take the points and and never watch it. Oh, Craig, what do you think? New England getting six at home against the Chargers. What a what a game, man. Well, this is perhaps the, a, a shocking thing, but I'm actually okay with Scott Hansen showing this game. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't uh, think it's, I don't. You, you can't put Justin Herbert and or just weird Chargers magic in the in the yeah, Scott Hansen exactly. game. Yeah, exactly. Some, some weird stuff. Something weird is going to happen in this football game. Uh, that being said, uh, I, uh, I, I the Patriots are the play. You're right. You cannot, under any circumstances, give up six points with this Charger team on the road. You can't do it. You can't. Yeah. Uh, and, now, and, Bet River. Chargers minus five and a half, but even that, I, I still no, 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 absolutely not. Uh, I don't trust the Chargers laying any points on them. The Chargers should never be laying points on the road. They just shouldn't. They're, they're even they're, against like this disaster quarterback situation. Oh my god, it's so brutal. I, I just I, 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 I can ask you guys this though, uh, just about the Mac Jones situation. Mm-hmm. Let's say he gets caught or whatever. Mac Jones coming in for a team in the that has a coach from the Shanahan tree. So maybe it's the Rams, maybe it's the 49ers, maybe it's the Dolphins, although that one's less likely because it would be an in-division trade. But Mac Jones being a backup quarterback for one of those Shanahan tree teams, or the Vikings, next season, and coming in and having like three really good weeks, how surprised would you be if that were to happen? Not too, because I think I've uh, I've messaged you this before, that, and these are the three names I gave out. And it was Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, and Justin Fields. One of those three guys is going to become the player they were meant to be on the second team, second or maybe third team. But like on on a team, basically, if I, I would take on the team, they weren't drafted, right? Those? I think so yeah, too. If I, I would take Fields, if I'm picking one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I just I can't believe that chart. They didn't co- they didn't cover that. That was another one of the brutal beats we took. Was man, I had to take a bath on that after the Chargers didn't cover that. Three and a half. They deserve to cover it. And like Baltimore's on the bye week, so we can talk. We we can talk about this. Like like, but what do you do if you're Baltimore when your your wide receiver is is that selfish and that out just goes into business for himself? Absolutely, with that and uh, I, with that. I will say run, this, run at the end. Shameful. Absolutely up, shameful. If that <laughs> if that touched and put them up any number of points, eight or fewer, yeah, I would have been more mad about it if I was I John Harbaugh. <laughs> I know. I'm, still, I understand I'm, I'm being that, bitter. <laughs> that your 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 concern was more related to the spread than the Ravens in the game. I understand. Yeah, I'm certainly doing a bit here. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. still, still though, he should have However, gone down. He absolutely should have gone yeah. down. You don't take chances. You just if he went down at the one, they still need. It. And yeah, by the way, if you're the Chargers, who gives up a goddamn touchdown on a jet sweep? When was the last time you saw a jet sweep score an effing to like go for more than like the occasional ten yards? Like. Oh, this is what Steeler that. fans are yelling about for forever. Imagine you're a Steeler fan, you turn into the Sunday night game, you see a jet sweep go to the house for Baltimore, you're throwing oh, your remote man. through the TV. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, the Chargers defense is bad. 
and and I think it's very clear that Chargers ownership may have let Brandon Staley keep his job for a year too long. Yeah, sure have. Sure have. All right, uh, so we're all on the New England Patriots, another clean sweep. Uh, next up, the Detroit Lions, my maligned Detroit Lions, head into New Orleans to take on the Saints and the New Orleans and Detroit's land for. Oh, God. It, it, it was originally Detroit minus three and a half. Sharps came in on the three and a half, you guys. Um, they came in hard because uh, FanDuel has it to four and a half now. Yeah. Um, up a full point. Yeah, I think that primetime, because this should this should be six, right? This should be Lions, my, like, realistically, this should be Lions minus six. So I think they came in light yeah. on the three and a half. But I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty scared. But, the, like, the Lions need to bounce back. Marshawn Lattimore is out for this game. That's a big one, because now they can't stop the pass when they already couldn't stop the run. So the Lions should be able to feast in this game. The only question is, is this Lions defense too far gone? They're ranked 10th in DVOA, but they're going the opposite way of your Broncos here, Craig, where um, they did a bunch of good shit in the in the early uh, games, and that has now skewed their numbers. Like Earlier in the season, Alex Anzalone was basically – like the linebackers are, are, are flat out bad for the Lions right now, and that's what's been killing them over, over the last three weeks. Uh, Alex Anzalone, who I mentioned a second ago, was having basically a career – was playing the best he's ever played in his career and looked like he had kind of ascended. And he's come back down to earth. Jack Campbell, who I do think is going to be a great linebacker. He's obvious. He was holding his own earlier, but now, you know, the, the rookie, he's, he's hitting the rookie wall and he's getting exposed a lot. I, I do think he's going to be a good linebacker. A couple of you know, teams have put him in the spin cycle a little bit yeah. as far as, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, that, that's, you yeah. know, off-ball linebacker in the NFL takes a little bit as far as. Yeah, it takes two level. or three years. It takes two or three years for, for off-ball linebackers. And I do think that he's going to get there, but he's been getting exposed. And, you know, other than Brandon Branch, they don't really have a, guy, a lot of guys making making moves. And, and Brandon Branch is a rookie, so he commits the odd pass interference penalty. So it, it, it's just bad, but it's, it's three weeks in a row because now it's the Chargers, the Bears, who don't slice anybody up. And this Green Bay Packers team, who I know they've looked better, but I think the, I think they're a little bit overrated right now because I think the Lions made them look a lot better than they were. Um, so... This this is this is a this is a bit frightening, but I I think it's scary, but I I think the Lions are the play. I'm as a fan, I'm worried they're going to bring Jameis Winston in this game. I would much rather prefer Derek Carr and his ineptable red zone ass to be playing in this game. Uh, I don't want to see Jameis Winston because he'll he'll yolo it, and you know it it might go for a touchdown, might go for an interception, but. I I do think at this point in our lives, doesn't Jameis Winston Winston give the, this 2023 New Orleans Saints team a better opportunity to win games. Uh, but I, I think you're laying the points with the Lions. Well, they owe Derek Carr $90 million. Yeah, it's not looking uh, like a great contract. Not looking like a great contract. No. Billy, no, I don't, do they don't that give them all of that, but yeah. Yeah, fair. Billy, what do you think? Lions currently laying four in New Orleans. Lions, I think you're getting a few extra points here just because the Lions had a tough week, but I think they're a significantly better football team. And the Saints, like you said, struggled in the red zone. They're settling for three a lot of the time. Lions are going to score points because that offense is great. I'm liking the Lions here. Uh, the over is only 46 and a half. This might be this might be a, a rare time for us to go on the over here. Um, 
the Lions also getting the super rest because of the because uh, uh, of the Thanksgiving Day game, obviously. So so they got that going for themselves, um, and they got to bear down because they have they have not looked well in these last three games. And and, and like we're we're looking at you know two weeks in a row they get hosed on Thanksgiving because that was I I said it last week on the podcast it was a milestone moment. You had Lambeau coming into Detroit. Chance to be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna decimate these guys. They were a seven and a half point favorite. Of it. the line closed at like Detroit minus nine. They ended up being the uh, the second biggest uh, favorite to lose on Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, the biggest favorite, uh, the eleven fa- point favorite Cowboys, who uh, lost in the Leon Lett game. Uh, so if not for Leon Lett uh, with an all time blunder that gets replayed forever and ever, Amen. Uh, the Detroit Lions would be the proud owner of the the biggest uh, the biggest favorite to lose on Thanksgiving Day, and to just do it against against uh, the, the the dumb Packers, ah, so brutal, and to look terrible three weeks in a row. Here's the thing, um, though, and the Lions the like not had great. like despite the fact that that game was awful for Detroit, yeah, awful. They were not out of it in the fourth quarter. No, if they converted, they were 0 5 on fourth down, and that was kind yeah, of the difference. Yeah, convert in the game. one of those is a different game. Yeah, yeah, and that was the and, thing where it's like the, the the fake punt obviously was not great. Like that's when that the was could have been audible. Yeah, that that was the yeah, first time. I respect, yeah, I respect the call, but mm-hmm. it's one that where you have to you have to get to the line and kind of look around and be like, oh, maybe we should audible out of this. But anyway, yeah, the Packers so, hadn't yeah. the Packers hadn't scored since the beginning of the second quarter, and that was like towards the end of the third quarter. When they tried that yeah. punt, it, it, it was not necessary because it wasn't like they were getting sliced up. But I, I get it. It's Dan Campbell. He wants to be aggressive. But, um, and you know, you, you'd rather that than, than the conservative every day of the week. And, you know, they had a couple drops on fourth down, too. So maybe maybe that changes. But still, you can't you just can't be playing from behind every game and, ch- and chasing the game. And they got to no. clean up the turnovers, too, right? The, the, the turnovers are killing them right now. Panay Sewell had a bad game for a guy who I do think is going to be a future Hall of Famer. He got... He got uh, he got taken. taken yeah, he had some tough there. moments. He had some tough for moments sure. for sure. Yep. It was it was not a good game. Uh, what about you on this on the spread with this game, Craig? With the Lions laying four, I'm taking Detroit. It's it's okay. a couple extra points, and 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 the Saints, you know, they just went into Atlanta and just looked bad against the Falcons team that I don't think is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I think Detroit the play here. Uh, All right, another clean sweep on the Lions. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals head into Pittsburgh to take on the new-look Steelers, uh, who gained 400 yards for the first time in, I think, seven years, uh, according to to the numbers. I didn't quite look that up, but it's been a while uh, since the Steelers' offense was fun to watch. Um, This line opened up at Steelers minus six. It is now Steelers minus five and a half, so a little bit of Cardinals money came in. Um, I'm on the Steelers laying the five and a half. Arizona's run D is terrible. I think they'll be able to get at it with a little bit of Harrison Warren. But um, that said, I, I, I obviously throws over the middle of the field are open again now because Pratt Firemuth had a career day uh, with the with the 120 getting him back. And it's not like we were all sitting around uh, going, "Hey, wait till they get Pat Firemuth back, you guys!" Right? <laughs> That's when the offense is really going to take off. Uh, I'm laying the five and a half with the Steelers because I think I think this is going to be like. Arizona's O line is so bad, and their defense is just no no good. They're going to get tore up. It'll it'll depend. Like Murray will basically have to have a a Nelson Muntz game where he's like, "Go long, ah hell, I'll do it myself," and then he just takes off. Right? He'll he'll have to go full Nelson Muntz to win this game. Billy, what do you think? Steelers laying the five and a half. 
Yeah, I, I want the points in this one. I, I don't trust that Steelers offense. I know they looked a lot better with Friermuth coming back, uh, but they've even that, that Warren has struggled at times, and so has Harris. Like I, I just don't think that offense has much rhythm. Uh, and therefore, I want to get on the, the, the points side of this, where I think it's going to be a close game. I'd say hit the under and take the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be on the under in this game for sure. Uh, Craig, first tiebreaker of the week, Steelers laying five and a half against the Cardinals. Uh, I'm going to um, also go with the Cardinals. It is kind of like the Steelers have been winning these games, but usually not by six or more points. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Cardinals and the, and the points here. Uh, next up, the Atlanta Falcons head into New York to take on the Jets. Um, Falcons are laying three. It opened up at three. It stayed at three. Good Lord. This is another blood oath game. <laughs> I should swear blood oath not to be on because I've been betting these two teams uh, to varying degrees of success. Um, actually, before I even get into the spread. Wait. Well, the, sorry, the, you get into your thing, and I'll get into my thing. You go, you well, go ahead. I well, before we start talking about this game specifically, I want to talk about what the Jets did at the end of the first half last night, or on on that Black Friday. Okay. By the way, Black Friday game, oh. genius idea. Keep doing it. Um, <coughs> they're calling it the Hell Mary, which is brilliant. But holy God, I, I, I full disclosure to YouTube guys and, and those listening, uh, when. The Giants turned the ball, or not the Giants, when the Dolphins turned the ball over when they were driving with two seconds left, I said to myself, all right, two seconds left, and I think I was I was cooking and doing a bunch of other stuff. I went upstairs, I think I, I was doing laundry, it was, a, it was a watch football and take care of a bunch of ish day for me, and I was like, I don't need to watch this. So I go up and I, I, I let's say I was folding laundry for sake of telling the story. Uh, I come back down and, you know, it's, it's, it's about 14.57 and I look and I see that the score is 17.7 and I go... Did Miami return the kick for a touchdown? That never happens. And I, I go and I check what happened and I go, oh no. Oh no, it was much worse. <laughs> and then I had to go check Twitter and saw everybody, you know, I, I missed everybody half an hour ago. Everybody was getting their jokes off and whatnot. It was, oh my God, it was it was unbelievable. So I, I guess my question to you two gentlemen is, is this... Yeah, I guess it was Black Friday and not quite Thanksgiving, but for sake of this thing, let's get it together. In terms of Thanksgiving Day blunders, do you have the butt fumble as the more embarrassing one or what they are calling the Hail Mary? Let's start with Bill. I, I think it's got to be the the fail Mary, the Hail Mary, whatever you want to call it, um, because so many people had to screw up. It, it's not just one person made a mistake there. That was an entire team throwing an interception and not being able to get even close. Like, uh, it was embarrassing. So I'm going with the the fail Mary, hell Mary. Yeah, I think it's. I think they're they're calling it the hell Mary because the fail Mary is the official name for the uh, the the Russell Wilson uh, hail Mary when the replacement refs that should have been an interception but uh -huh. wasn't. So that that yeah. Oh, God. What about you, Craig? Butt fumble or the Hail Mary? Oh, oh this is worse because the butt fumble was one screw up by Mark Sanchez. Right? <laughs> yeah. This, this was, there were 11 members of the Jets on the field, all of whom could have at some point during this play tackled Javon Holland, and they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Javon Holland. Nah, I think that's the way. 
Yeah, I, I think I think I agree too. The butt fumble is just so damn iconic. Right? Like, just oh, so the butt fumble was iconic, but this is worse. This is worse. Yeah, I think great I agree. job. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking job. of the Jets, I'm going oh, to bet talk on about... them. You are? Yeah, me too. It's 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 it's. <laughs> There's, it's the second hold your nose game of the week. It's it's the Jets plus three. Holy God! Are, are you, you, really like you, you get a full field goal with this like ridiculous Falcons team and their messed up play yeah. calling on the road. Like yeah, that's yeah. fine with me. Here's how thin, I don't care who here's how, Yeah, here's how thin the margins are for me. I don't think it'll move. But if this gets to minus two and a half for the Falcons, I'm gonna come in on the Falcons. That's how thin the margins are for me. On, well, on let this me tell game. you something. That yeah. uh, as as we speak in this very moment, BetMGM is offering this at minus two and a half. Well, there you go. So so if I'm on BetMGM, I'm I'm betting the I'm I'm on the Falcons. And but with the three that I'm staring at, and most books are laying are, are giving the three. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Tim Boyle and the New York Jets for me. Billy, what do you think? Falcons laying three in New York. Yeah, it's it's got to be the Jets. I'm not laying points with the Falcons. I know the Jets haven't been great, but both these teams could lose it for themselves. So give me the points. Two of the worst teams against the spread, too. Falcons three and eight, Jets four, and six and one. Let me but... tell you something about this particular game is Scott Hansen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not show this game. Mm-mm. Yeah, makes sense. It was this That's... or it was this or Titans Colts, and I went with this. No, oh, yeah, yeah, this is. Yeah, I think you got to go with this one. This is 26 and 27 in DVOA. So these are two bottom seven teams according, yeah. according to DVOA. So this is, this is a Plus, like, game. this could easily be a situation. Like, we saw Bijan, like, do this electric stuff this past week uh, yeah. against the Saints. And you just know he's getting three carries in this game. Like, he's touching yeah. the ball three times. So I don't want to be frustrated by that. So Scott Hansen, just don't show it at all. Yeah, and 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 Ritter had the throw of his entire. I'm not even gonna say life. Well, but his the throw of his career that like off his back foot laser beam that he threw over the defender oh, yeah. to Bijan on the wheel route. Right to Robinson. Yep. That was yeah, good. that that's never. He's never gonna have a better throw than that uh, in his career. Uh, next up, the Indianapolis Colts head to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, Colts uh, unfortunately lose. Uh, Jonathan Taylor to, for a couple of weeks to uh, thumb surgery. He was he was red hot. Um, although Zach Moss has been very good, so I don't I don't think they're going to lose anything in terms of pace. And it certainly didn't his announcement didn't affect the spread because uh, it opened up at Colts minus two, and then the Sharps came in on the Titans and they moved it to the minus one. I am still on the Titans. I think this is a smash spot for for, for, for Abel. Um Home dog, divisional matchup, Colts getting a bit of smoke blowing up their butts, but this is still Gardner Menchu on the road <coughs> against Mike Vrabel and a, and a pretty good uh, defensive team. Um, Colts 14th in DVOA, having, having, a, having a season so far, and I think they're going to get to that over for me, uh, which is good despite the fact we lost uh, Anthony Richardson. Billy, what do you think? Titans uh, going uh, getting plus one at home right now. Yeah, I don't pretend to have a great read on either of these teams because I don't think they're fun to watch. Um, but I do think the Titans are a little bit better, uh, so I'm taking the Titans. All right, Craig, what do you think? Colts laying one on the road. Yeah, Titans at home for me. That's the play. All right. Uh, okay. I think, like, and, and I, I know that the numbers would say that that one of these teams is 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 better than the other, but not by enough that uh, I think that the that the Titans need to be an underdog at home. So give me the Titans. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate, the Miami Dolphins headed into Washington to take on the Commanders. The Commanders getting nine and a half, uh, on the road, or sorry, it's the Commanders getting nine and a half at home. Dolphins laying nine and a half on the road. 
Um, this is going to be one of my five, and it's not going to be fun. Uh, I'm taking Washington uh, plus the nine and a half. Um, my, it's going to be tough. Miami doesn't cover on the road like they do at home, and it's going to be cold for this game, you guys. Um, so I don't. But know. like, it's, it's it's a bad one. It's I guess we'll see sure. what what Jack Del Rio not being there anymore does. I I, I don't necessarily uh-huh. understand the Del Rio firing from the perspective of like you traded, you know, two of the, the better guys in the D line. That mm-hmm. said though, I think that with new ownership, Josh Harris, just like, we just got absolutely pants on Thanksgiving day in front of everyone. And I've got to fire somebody. I think it was yeah. a situation like that. I think that was, I think you're hundred percent correct with that one. That, that was the situation. But I mean, if you're going to fire anybody, fucking fire Ron Rivera the guys, the guy's way past it. And despite the fact I'm going to be putting money on the team that he's coaching this week. Um, I like that Sam Howell is a bit of a YOLO quarterback. That'll help you when you're trying to cover the nine and a half against the dolphins back door will be open. Um, and also dolphins lost Phillips. That's not insignificant, man. Like that, that that's, that is, that's true. That's a huge loss. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to be with the nine and a half. Uh, what about you, Craig dolphins land nine and a half on the road? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to still going to take Miami. I think this Washington defense is bad enough that Miami's just going to score some points. I know the weather's not going to be what the dolphins are used to, but I, I, I think Miami is not certainly not one of my five, but that's, that's where I'm leaning for today. All right. Billy tiebreaker commanders getting nine and a half at home. Yeah, I think it's a few too many. I, I think I'm taking the commanders and the points here. Um, I'll assume the Dolphins are going to be able to score quite a bit, but that defense is a little soft. You get, Commanders get 20 points, and we'll, I'm not sure the Dolphins can outscore them. So I, I think I want those points, and I'm taking Washington. Uh, marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock slate. Broncos-Texans pretty easy uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Falcons-Jets, uh, officially the Scott Hansen game of week 13. Uh, late afternoon games. We got the Carolina Panthers heading into Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. Uh, this line opened up at Bucks minus six. Sharps came in hard on the Panthers, and it is now Bucks minus five. Uh, I like the Panthers get, getting the six for sure. Uh, they're getting the five now. I still kind of like them. Uh, Frank Reich fired. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna do it every time. This is, this is, a, they're, they're, Carolina's getting the coach fired bump for me. Although it's, I, I'm not sure how much. The problem for the Carolina Panthers, unfortunately, is they've got a bad owner. They've got a bad owner who is a little too hands-on right now. And if you are to believe. The, the rumors and the articles um, is kind of the reason they drafted uh, Bryce Young over CJ Shroud, which we all, which I remember, it, it makes sense at the timeline too, because I, I remember Craig and I were talking about this because we did the pre-draft pod and whatnot, but it, like Vegas, the, the odds that were CJ Shroud were low odds for the first overall pick the whole, whole way. And then all of a sudden, they shifted to Bryce Young like five days before the draft. And I was like, did the Sharps do something here? What's going on? And then all of a sudden it was Bryce Young getting drafted as the first overall quarterback uh, instead of Stroud. So for whatever reason, the owner came in. And it, it seems like the owner came in and demanded that they draft Shroud, uh, draft uh, Bryce Young, which uh, so far, big, big mistake. Yep. Um, Hasn't gone good. No, that said, uh, I'm going against the coach fired bump, and and I'm I'm taking the Panthers plus the six. They, they I don't know if they're going to be one of my five, but uh, I'm I'm seriously going to think about it because 
in the in the coach fired bump we trust. But if there was ever a team that was gonna that was gonna buck the trend of the coach fired bump, boy, could it be the 2023 uh, Carolina Panthers who look like they've uh, given up and as I said early in this pod have in 12 weeks already uh, made their uh, underwin total. Billy, what do you think? Bucks currently laying five. Yeah, I think I want the Panthers here. I don't know that that Buccaneers offense is good enough to be laying that many points with them. Um, I think you'll see the Bucks win clearly, but maybe backdoor cover. Uh, I'm taking the Panthers. All right. Uh, Craig, what about you? The uh, Bucks currently laying five, and five right now. I'm going to go with, with Tampa Bay, and I know it's going against the coach fired bump, but let me say this about it. The narrative often with the coach fired bump is like guys play a little freer, a little looser, a little easier because they're glad to get rid of a coach they didn't like. That doesn't seem to be the case with Frank Reich here as far as how the team felt about him. This is not Josh McDaniels is all I'm saying, uh, where they actively yeah, dislike sure. him. Yeah. Uh, now, that said, like I just think this, this, this Panthers team is bad. And Bryce Young is a quarterback who's been who's in a situation now that he's never been in before. Whereas instead of being the best player on the best team, which he's been his entire life until now, his team's an absolute disaster. I just think some heads are spinning there. The Panthers obviously did not expect to be – they didn't expect to necessarily win the Super Bowl this year, but they didn't expect to be the worst team in the league either. I just think that the train is so far off the tracks that changing coaches is not going to help. So I'm, I, I'm taking Tampa Bay. I think they cover here. Yeah, that – fourth and six with the game on the line and they call a screen pass like the shit was that like i i don't know it's it's difficult yeah so i this this is this is an all-time test of the coach fired bump right now i think because i think the bucks are going to be a popular pick in survivor pools this week too so uh because chances are you got the if you're in week 13 you got the tampa bay bucks left like that that was if, if we uh, pick Tennessee and maybe we'll we'll pretend uh, maybe we'll give our survivor pool pick away in, in the fictional world where we picked uh, Tennessee last week even though we've been eliminated um, I, I think I would have come to the table with the bucks uh, this week uh, would we have considered that would did we have we used the Jaguars in our version no uh, Jaguars I, I, at home against Jake Browning might have been a play, but anyway, that's 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 thing. true. Yeah, for for sure, that's that's one we we can pretend to talk about it in the fictional world. Um, next up, the Cleveland Browns head to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, and the Rams are laying three and a half with the hook. Couple of factors in this one. I off the hop, I'll say I like Cleveland getting the points, but it's tough for. The not-so-obvious reason of Cleveland's road splits are terrible. They are a much, a completely different team at home than they are on the road. But obviously the big sword of Damocles hanging over this one is uh, Miles Garrett and whether or not he's, because he's got a bum shoulder right now and whether or not he's going to play in his game. And obviously if Miles Garrett doesn't play in his football game, I don't want any money on the Cleveland Browns because that 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 guy is their is their bread and butter, uh, especially if if PJ Walker is going to be playing in this game or Joe Flacco was taking reps with the number ones at practice. Yeah, the first it, unit. Uh, yes. so Thompson Robinson is in is in concussion protocol. Joe Flacco yeah. might be starting quarterback in this game. Yeah, so 
knife to my ribs on this one. I think I like the Browns, but if if, if only if Garrett plays, because if Garrett plays, I'm I'm coming in on the Rams with the hook. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Rams given the hook right now. I yeah, I I think it's the Rams for me. Um, I, I think that Browns defense is fantastic, but I think they will struggle to move the ball. Um, I, I think the Rams might be able to get a deep shot in there. Um. I'm thinking the Rams score a little bit more. 39 and a half is the over. I, I kind of want to hit the over on that. I think the Rams really? will be able to score uh, despite this Browns defense being fantastic. I don't think the Browns will be able to keep up. So give me the Rams. All right. Craig, tiebreaker on this one. Rams giving the hook. Th- this line, Vegas probably feels like Garrett's playing, right? I I would think so. Or maybe they're just, I don't know, maybe they don't trust this Rams team given more than three and a half, which I I understand that. I I think I would lean Cleveland, but I I, I don't love it. Um, Man, am I really going to bet Joe Flacco on the road, though, in 2023? Is that something I'm going to do? He's had plenty of rest. <laughs> He'll be well rested. We can, <laughs> yeah. say, that for, we can say that for Joe Flacco. <laughs> he, he's had 104 weeks rest because he's been playing the NFL in two years. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, as I said it out loud, it sounds stupid. I guess I lean Rams, but I don't like either side here. Yeah, no, this, this, is, a, this is a real tough one. Um, yeah. Uh, nothing else to say. All right, four o'clock slate. Easily the last game of the four o'clock slate. Easily the 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 match of the day, probably of the week. And I'm surprised they didn't flex this into Monday night after uh, we lost Joe Burrow for for the Bengals Jaguars Monday nighter. Because um, you can flex into Monday night now. I hate the fact that we have all these new flex rules and the for whatever reason they just don't want to use them. Um, so. This one, I think this is a Fox game. So I, I believe the rule is that Fox has like one game where it's like, oh, you can't move this. Yeah. That they can use. So th- I, I'll have to look into what the, the contract says. But this could have been one where ESPN's like, we'd like to move uh, 49ers Eagles. And Fox is like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, fair, right? Like, I would, I would, fair, like, fair enough, Fox. Like, if it's in your contract, <laughs> yeah, if I was a. If I was a Fox executive, yeah, if I was a Fox executive, I would be like, oh, no, you're not. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and veto that right away. Um, So this is a line that featured a a bit of uh, of movement here. Uh, Tail of the tape for this one, San Francisco number two in DVOA, Philly in nine. We got eight and three versus ten and one. And we've got a team that is the best team against the spread in the league. The Eagles 7-2-2 two, two, versus the Niners, who are 6-4-1. So very good teams against the spread. This line opened up at Eagles minus 2.5 on Sunday. And the Sharps annihilated that, uh, that 49ers getting the 2.5 to the point where we have now had 5.5 points of movement, gentlemen. And it is Niners minus 3. Um, yeah, that eradication that the Sharps did. Because obviously, if, if we're, we're sitting here and the Eagles are laying two and a half, we're going to be all over the 49ers. This is a completely different game because this is a damn good Eagles team who only plays... Um, I, I know I'm going to regret this when the 49ers just obliterate the Eagles and the Eagles are kind of due to, to take one on the chin because they've been 
like despite the fact they're a very good team, they've been pulling games out of their asses the last couple of weeks. The Niners, I know, much like the Eagles were thinking about that Chiefs game two weeks ago all year, the Niners have been thinking about this Eagles game all year after the way uh, they got eliminated by the Eagles last year. Um, I'm on the Eagles because it's three and it's a 10 and one team getting points at home. Um, that have a cheat code in the tush push. So first and 10 for them is really first and eight. But uh, I I know I'm going to regret having money on the Eagles when the Niners kick the crap out of the Eagles. But for for now, uh, I'm on the Eagles plus the three. Because, again, it's a 10-1 team giving three at home. Craig, what do you think? Yeah, Eagles getting three at home. I, I think I'm on the Niners. I think for all the reasons you were talking about, the Niners have had this game circled. They're ready to go. And I, I'm going to be straight. I think the Niners at this point in their lives are just better. Yeah, according to the DVOA there, they're, they're two I, I think they're nine. better. Yeah. I, I, I think they're better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Niners here. Um, I think that they're, they're, they're going to be ready to go. And the Eagles are due for a game where they don't have a bunch of stuff kind of go their way at the right time. Yeah. Guy kicking 59 yards. All right, Billy, uh, tiebreaker for this one, get, uh, I guess, even though I, my Eagles pick is not a one of – that's not dealing from a position of strength in terms of my analysis for sure. It's just the line movement scared me. Yeah, I'm on the Eagles, though, so I'm with you. Um, right. I, I think they are a better team than the 49ers, and I know the 49ers have looked amazing – uh, but I think the Eagles are just better rounded. I, I think I think the Eagles win this game outright. So I'm willing to throw a bit of money on them on the money line. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, easily the marquee matchup of that one. We don't even yes. discuss it for the 4 o'clock slate. In fact, you could um, argue this is going to be the best game we get all regular season. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. sure could be. Um, Chiefs Packers in the Sunday nighter. Chiefs head into Lambeau, and they're laying six on the road. Um, it opened up at six and a half, and a lot of sharp money came in on the Packers. Uh, future Hall of Famer Jordan Love with a breakout game on uh, Thursday against my Lions. So they're getting the extra rest for this one. They've got the extra rest. They're at home. Um, they're getting points. They're a home dog. The Chiefs never cover high lines. Uh, I'm on the sick. I'm on the Packers. I do think what happened on Thursday was a bit overblown uh, in terms of uh, everybody, you know, the, 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 oh, the Packers fire, you know, like they've done it again. Another Hall of Famer in the books. They waited and waited and waited. And it, it finally, they, 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 we, we heard that discourse, which is another reason why I can't believe the Lions lost. I had to listen to the Dan Campbell's not a really good, uh, Dan Campbell's only a fourth down merchant. He's not actually a good coach takes. And then I had to listen to, oh, did, did the Packers do it again? Takes. And it's just it, like, God damn it, because they just fucking won that game. So irritating. Um, I'm on the Packers, but i got to tell you, I will I will turn coat so fast. Because uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, obviously. We're, we won't find out until later in the week. If this is the most public, if the, pa- the Packers have a very good chance the Packers are the most public dog this week. And if the Packers are the most public dog, I will turn coat so fast to the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. Because uh, I do think this game is, is, is being properly prorated right now. Craig, what do you think? Packers getting six at home. I'm taking Kansas City. Woo! I, I just, like, like, Jordan Love is about to face a real good defense. A real good defense. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I think that what we've seen with the Packers is a little bit smoke and mirrors, and I think that it comes back uh, to the way the Packers looked at the start of the year. Uh, I'm I'm taking Kansas City to win uh, to win this game and to cover this spread, and the Chiefs are one of my five. All right. Uh, Packers 19th in DVOA, Chiefs third. Chiefs only behind Frisco and Baltimore, who are uh, quite good. Chiefs 7-4 and four against the spread. Packers 6-5, and five, so two good teams against the spread. Billy, tiebreaker on this one. Chiefs land 6 on the road in Lambeau. Yeah, when I first saw this line, I was thinking, oh, Chiefs, immediately. As soon as I saw it, I was thinking Chiefs. But they have struggled to cover some of those. Not that it's a particularly high line, but it's high enough. Um, which makes me lean towards the Packers, but I, I just I think they're fraudulent. They're not that good. I am sticking with the Chiefs here because I think that line is worth it. The only, I just think the Chiefs have struggled with these situations. So not my one of my five, but I like the Chiefs. All right. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so I'm the only one on the Packers. Very, very interesting. And but I, I as I said, I will turn coat so fast <laughs> if, if if this is a, if this ends up being a public dog, which I can absolutely see it being. Um, Monday nighter. Uh, like what could have been for this game? Uh, could have been a, a bright spot with two of the future young quarterbacks of our league, and instead it's Jake Browning. <laughs> Actually, I don't have I don't have much bad opinion. I. Browning looked good when he came in against the 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 Beng- or against the, the Ravens. He looked competent, uh, bordering on Dees. And he looked okay man. the first couple of drives against Pittsburgh, and then things went off the rails. Yeah, which makes me think that they had a set 15, 20 or so plays that he he was ready to go for uh, to start that game, and then after that it got kind of muggy. And like after that, he should have had about three interceptions. Jamar Chase had like four catches where uh, Browning Browning threw him a laser beam, but a Pittsburgh Steeler like tried to intercept it five yards in front of Jamar Chase, and it popped up in the air, and Chase just was standing there and caught it for a first down. So it was like, okay, that was a 13-yard gain. That should have been an interception. And that happened three times for, for Jake Browning. So that's a little concerning. Um, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are ninth in DVOA right now. My goodness, just climbing the ranks. Um, looked very good last week in, in a spot that, uh, I'll say I, I was a little skeptical of them on the road in Houston, but they, they went in there and got it done. Uh, I, I have no read on this game. I, I have no read on this game because I have no data on, like, I just have no data on, uh, on Jake Browning for this one. And I also don't want to lay eight with the Jaguars, so... Um, knife to my ribs on this one. I'm going to have most of my money on yet another primetime under, uh, Monday night unders, by the way, uh, 11 and one, I think so far this season. Uh, I don't expect that to change. I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm keep going, even though it's 37 and a half, I'm on the under knife to my ribs on this one, because I'm on the under, I'm going to take the points with the Bengals and what I think will end up being another sloppy Monday game that I think the Jaguars win, but maybe it doesn't end up being, uh, a, a big blowout. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Jaguars laying eight. Jags offense looks like they figured a couple of things out recently, eh? Yes. Uh, at the very sure least, the, the red zone things figured out. I know they got yes. some penalty calls that Houston fans are still mad about. That being said, the, the the worst call in the game was a massive benefit to the Texans, so I don't know what yes. Houston fans want to be so upset about. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm going to take the Jaguars here. I, I, I just think that their offense is going to be able to do enough that... Um, 
that a Jake Browning led offense is not going to be able to keep up. So uh, not one of my five, but the Jaguars. All right. Uh, Billy tiebreaker on this one. Jags land eight. Ooh, it feels like too many points for me, but yeah, it's Jake Browning. Like what he's got great receivers there. All the receivers are playing for the Bengals. Uh, we don't know about Higgins. Yeah. Still don't know about Higgins. Yeah. I, I think I want the Jaguars here. I, I, as much as I think that that looks like a really high line, I think the Bengals aren't going to be able to move much at all. So um, I'm taking the Jaguars, which makes me think maybe you want to take the over. But the under and the Bengals seems like a pretty solid bet to me, too. It's too bad we didn't have the Manning cast last week. That would have been a great game for that. <laughs> that, 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 uh, that would have been a great game to watch Peyton just freak out. Uh, not just uh, the turnovers, Peyton. but when, when Dobbs missed uh, – it wasn't Osborne. It was, it was Addison, right? When he missed Addison on the sideline, when Addison was, you know, free and clear for the touchdown, I, I just imagine. I just couldn't even imagine Peyton's reaction to that, right? Like, well, the, only... the Bears calling, like, you know, behind the line of scrimmage passes over and over and over again. Like, I don't know what he would have done. It would have been. Oh yeah, yeah like, they, yeah, they kept flashing that uh, stat that was like, like it was up to the third quarter. Where it was like Fields' average depth of target was like. 0.5 yards or something like that, right? Like it was the one time they threw the ball down the field was the the, the play that won them the game, basically, right? It was, it was wild. Um, I also would have liked Peyton Manning to be if if, if we could have had a Manning cast for that uh, uh, for that Bills Eagles game for for him to freak out because if there's one thing Peyton Manning hates, it's timeouts that are being used by the defense. Like, he just absolutely abhors when the defense takes the timeouts away from the offense. So, for, like, for that Sean McDermott, I used the kicker timeout with 20 seconds left and then kneel to see him blow a gasket watching Josh Allen kneel the ball with 20 seconds left. That would have been, that would have been great. He he would have done that, like, stand up, take a lap around his, his big <laughs> chair that he sits in. That's always fun. Oh, man. Uh, do we get a Manning cast this week? Is this, For is sure. This one of the That's a great question. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we get into this week, uh, so we were eliminated from Survivor, but if we were to enter the fictional world, gentlemen, uh, if we were to, to be the Flash and run through the Speed Force back to next week and take Tennessee uh, for Week 12 and pretend we were still alive, uh, who would we be staring at this week? I, I think we mentioned earlier that we'd be looking at the Bucks and the Jags. Who would you who would you feel strong about strongly about? I would say the the Jags. Yep. Okay. I think I want the. I think I would want the Bucks. I think I would want the Bucks. I don't know. This would be tougher. I, 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 I'm, I don't I'm, know. I, you need to go against Jake Browning on the road. and have to worry about coach fired bump. I don't know. True. The coach fired bump is the thing. Yeah. So all right. I guess we'll, I guess we'll say Jacksonville. We'll, we'll, we'll say Jacksonville. I just hate taking Monday nighters. I mean, we did it last week and we got eliminated. Um. All right. We'll say we'll say Jacksonville for. Uh, for the Monday nighter as our, as our pretend uh, week 13 survivor pool. But basically if you're still alive in the survivor pool, those are the two teams you're looking at, right? The box and the Jaguars. Um, and you're more likely to have used the Jags at some point, I would imagine than you are the box. So if you're this deep, you're likely to, I get, maybe would you take a look at the Steelers for, uh, for survivor? Cause there's no way you use the Steelers up to this point. Uh, yeah. You consider it, I guess. Yeah. Think about it for sure. 
Anyway, uh, enough about pretending like we're still alive in Survivor. Billy, you uh, won last week, although you were kind of the best of the mm. worst on that one. So uh, we're, we're going to let you go ahead and kick it off for week 13. Good, sir. All right. I will take the Panthers and the Eagles and the Rams and the Cardinals and the Jets. Woo, we went there. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if any of us would do that. Uh, Craig, week 13, who you got? The Jets. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals with Bill. I'm going to take the Titans. Give me the Detroit Lions. And Kansas City. Um, okay. Uh, some, these are going to sound familiar. Uh, I'm on Philly. I'm on Tennessee. I'm on Carolina. Uh, my other two, give me Washington. Um, I'm throwing it down with the nine and a half and, uh, give me Denver. Correct there. I said they were going to be one of my five. They're one of my five. So commanders, Panthers, Broncos, Titans, Eagles for, uh, Matt Pierce. Uh, although again, card subject to change Stay to the, uh, to the Twitter account for uh, at Empire Six to, to see if we uh, what, what, what the final five are on Sunday morning. Uh, that is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate, subscribe, five stars only, and we're on pretty much any podcast that's out there. And if we're not, email us at contact at the crossoverpodcast.com and let us know, and we'll get on whatever podcast you happen to use. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. That's it for this week. Uh, if you're craving for uh, something on the other side, something that's not sports-related, uh, you can go back a couple of episodes and we reviewed the Marvels and talked about the current state of the MCU and comic book movies in general kind of going on. That was a fun pod to do. Uh, Rob came on for me to do that. Uh, and uh, it was nice catching up with him and talking ish. Um, yeah, we don't have much else planned other than just keeping on, keeping on with the football until uh, we're, we, I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I'm going to try to get a, a special Christmas uh, episode up. But uh, that's still a few weeks away. I, I have something special planned that I've wanted to do for a couple of years now, and we just haven't been able to find the time. Hoping to God I can I can get it in this year and, and get a, a special one. But other than that, uh, it's just going to be football. Bill, Craig, as always, great doing with these. Blah! Oh, kind of freaked the outro there. As always, great job doing this with you guys. And uh, good luck to your bets, everybody out there. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. <laughs>